Welcome to Keep the Hotel Empty. I'm your host, Eric Paul. In studio today, we are grateful to welcome in Cassandra and Jordan from the bagpipe featuring dynamic post-hardcore band, All Hail the Queen. In today's episode, Cassandra and Jordan discuss their DNA as musicians, what brought them together, and their new EP, In Search of Grace. Please enjoy. Welcome to Keep the Hotel Empty. Today we've kept the hotel empty to welcome in Cassie and Jordan from the progressive rock band All Hail the Queen. Welcome. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for having us. Good. So I know there's some people out there that are familiar with you and some people that aren't because you've been in the game for a little bit now. For those that aren't familiar with you, can you bring us a little bit up to speed where you're at now? I know you've recently released a cover and you've got a song featured in an anime. I want to get there for sure. Um, But for the people that are new to the All Hail the Queen world, can we bring them up to speed just a tad? Absolutely. Um, We are a, um, well, it's really hard to nail the genre, but um, we like to say that we are a post-hardcore metalcore band, um, uh, female-friended. My name is Cassie. I am the vocalist. I also play the bagpipes Mm. in the band, so we incorporate the bagpipes where guitar solos would be, um, or in the intro or outros to songs, which kind of sets us apart from a lot of other bands. Right. Um, And Jordan plays drums. Hello. And, uh, yeah. We just do the thing. <laughs> so how long, how long have you been playing bagpipes? That's an interesting uh, mix in the So that the is pot. my that is my instrument. Um, singing came later. Um, I was two or three years old, and my grandfather brought me to Highland Games um, up in Connecticut, where I'm from. And so I heard bagpipes for the first time when I was two or three, and immediately that was the thing. I was like, that sound, that's what I want, that moved me. It made me feel something. And I just became obsessed with bagpipes in Scotland after that. I was like, this is the thing. And my mom's just like, where are we going to get bagpipe <laughs> lessons? And we were in Connecticut. So like we moved down here when I was seven to Sarasota and um, I was going to school, actually happened to be paying attention to the morning announcements one day, which was a feat within itself. And, right. you know, my school had a bagpipe class after school on Tuesdays. It was like, yep, in the band room after school next Tuesday, we start bagpipes again this year. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's meant to be. So I started um, and it just like, it sucked from there. It was immediately the thing. Um, Because I had played, I play a bunch of other instruments, but I mean, none of them were like something that I was like, no, I'm going to pour myself into this. And that was the thing. And it just like really resonated with me so much, like the sound, the history, all of it. So um, I have been playing ever since. I have never taken a break or not played. So um, bagpipes precedes rock music. Yeah. I mean, I did become obsessed with like Metallica and like other bands when I was like really young, probably eight or nine. I heard Metallica's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, what, you know, like, and I guess the idea for like incorporating my pipes like into um, heavier music was something that kind of I always wanted to do, but I didn't feel like I would get. I, I didn't feel like it would just work with somebody else's project. Like I've been in other bands that were other people's projects and I was like, Oh, what if I do this? And they're just like, that's cool. You do that. But mm, not here. Right. I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, well I guess I'm just gonna have to start my own band. And people have tried to do the whole bagpipe rock thing before. It's right. You know, um, it's just never really stuck out. And it was always kind of like gimmicky for one song. Whereas in all hail the queen, it's kind of like our, bread and butter it's part of your fabric as a band yeah and that's genuine in that it's part of your fabric as a person if you're going all the way back to two or three 
Bagpipes are a really powerful instrument when you're in the room with them. For people who haven't been in a room with a bagpipe, can you describe that for a second? Oh, man. <laughs> well, it is loud. Um, not as loud as some sound guys who we've um, who have run sound for us. They think <laughs> that it's so loud and they're us. just like, oh, yeah, you don't you don't need, I'm not going to turn you up. And then the drums and everything starts and I'm just like, it, you can't hear anything. So, uh, right. But it is a loud instrument. Um, it, you know, it did start as um, like an instrument of war, um, but it also... Not only to like, you know, be scary, but also to like raise like a feeling of pride within people, like within the Scots, like to like that sound, it really moves you like you feel it in your chest. And it is something that resonates with so many people because there's that's a sound like unlike anything else. Like you were saying, like a lot of people haven't heard it in the same room, but right. it's very powerful. It kind of resonates with your soul. It's It's insane, man. Yeah, um, it's it's very powerful. Invokes a lot of emotion, no matter who you are. I could say, you know, I've had some real thugs come up to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's it's really powerful. It really is. So when so at what point does rock music become something that you're doing? You said you were in bands before this, where you the bagpipe thing wasn't. How does that come to be? Do you start singing and get into bands that way, or? Yeah, actually. So I've always been in pipe bands, which are, you know, traditional Scottish pipe bands, uh, bagpipes and a drum corps, you know, snares, tenor drums and a, a bass drum. But um, I, and I did that for I still do it, um, have done amazing things with it. I mean, I've been to Scotland three times for the World Pipe Band Championships. I've been all, all over. Very blessed to have done all that. Awesome. Um, and then I, I, I knew I wanted to sing, but it was always a thing of like having the confidence to actually do it. And even if I was alone, I was like, I don't know. You always feel like somebody's listening to me. Right. You know? like, but <laughs> at some point I had to be just like, you just got to get over it, man. Like uh, to myself, I was like, you just have to like not be scared. And when you get that confidence and you're just like, I'm not scared. That's when you actually s sound good enough to like. Be like, oh, I got this. You know, you just have to, like, believe in yourself and drop whatever pretense. So I, I did that. Um, like, in high school, I, I started feeling better about singing and, um, like, kind of just, like, formed bands with my friends. And then uh, I did sing in a band called Heights uh, way back in the day, which was uh, a band before I was even, um, like, in it. They... Uh, it was three guys, and, you know, they, they had originals. They also did covers and, like, got gigs, like, you know, cover gigs where you're playing for, like, four hours. So that right. was the first band I joined that I was like, all right, I'm learning all these, you know, cover songs and also originals, doing original stuff. Um, and that was super fun. And I joined a band called Team Cybergeist, which was, like, um, industrial metal um, with the drummer from Dope, and mm -hmm. um, he's been in a couple of other projects, too. It was very fun. It was like a kind of... Shout out Rockbox. Yeah, yes. shout out the Rockbox. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, just let the cat out of the bag. I definitely want to get Angel in here at some point. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He and Sally are wonderful. So we had a, I had, I was really, really lucky to be in that band. It was just, it was so much fun. I got to go on tour with them. I learned a lot about how things work. Um, it was really cool. And, and that was where you really start to let your vocals come into what they are. And had you had All Hail the Queen been a thing at all at this point yet or this is the jump off to all hail the queen it hadn't um it had never been a thing and w with team cyber guys i actually uh they have on their album um like a different singer on every track different guitarists different like everything everybody kind of just like a uh, revolving door type thing so i was performing all these songs live and they were sung all by different people so i was making it work for me like and changing whatever gotcha. like, was you know because a lot of them like some of the 
things that were sung by guys. It was a little, a little deep for me. Or like I would kind of do what I wanted with it. And it kind of gave me, um, even though there were parameters, I still got that like creativity um, and knew that I was like, there's a lot of different things I can do. That's, that's dope. So when the band stopped doing stuff, um, I just was like, I, I really want to have bagpipes and I really want my metal band. Like, I really want that. And I just, I started playing with a few friends and came up with the name like one day at the pool. I was like thinking for <laughs> months about the name. I'm like, what is the name? And I was underwater and I would pop my head up and I said, I'll hail the queen. And they were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but, um, but no, it really That's was. how you know you thought of something. I know. I was like, Eureka. Uh, but it was really just like a fun thing. Like, you know, we started and it was a little slow to start. Um, then our the, the first guitarist that we like built everything with, um, Mike Owens joined. And it was just like from there, it was like, yeah, like we're doing this thing. So we started writing and had some friends join. Uh, Jordan joined um, in 2017. And it was just like. So that's that's what I wanted to ask you. So right right from the jump, since the bagpipes were, were part of the impetus of this because you hadn't been able to bagpipe previously and this was your chance, yeah. what was it like coming into a band that wanted to feature bagpipes? I, I'm guessing you had not had experience so, with that previously. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So I, um, my band at the time, DIY, had just broken up. Um, we were a Bradenton um, pop-punk band, you know, and... I was just kind of in between bands, just kind of doing my own thing. And my roommate at the time had a mom who knew Cassie through their job together. And Cassie, I guess, was griping about not being able to keep a drummer. Not an easy thing to do. Or find a good one. <clears throat> or being able to find a good drummer, that is. Um, and she's like, oh, I know one. My, and I'm like, please let him not be like... Some 50-year-old. In a, a biker <laughs> cover band. I'm like, that's yeah. not it. And she was like, no, no, no. It's my son's best friend. And I was like, looking at his, his Facebook. I'm like, he's got some cool drum pictures. Yeah. Like, he looks cool. Yeah. Like, I'll message him. And he immediately answered me. and was just like, yeah, that is, that's awesome. I would love to come. So she sent me a couple tracks that they were um, planning to release for their new EP. Um, they still, I think they only had two and a half written. And I came in and helped, obviously, write the other ones. But... They were definitely interesting. I've never heard bagpipes in that pretense before. Right. It's always been like, you know, you're watching Outlander or something, like, <laughs> or you're at the Ren Fair or something, you know, so. Or like you said, it's 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 an attempt at, at creating that uh, juxtaposition, but it always seems like an afterthought. Right, exactly. And um, so, I mean, first song is starts off with just, like, some powerful drum intro. I'm like, all right, cool, I can dig it. And then, you know... Therefore, after I hear her voice and she's screaming and stuff, and I'm like, damn, this chick can get it. <laughs> I, I'm, I was a fan of Flyleaf and stuff like that. Not, right. to, not to put and tie a band to our no, sound, no. but, you know. And I just really dug it. And so I've never been in a band like that before, so I felt like I had something to offer. Went ahead and messaged her. Um, we met up. And oh yeah, she's actually got a good funny story about. We love like we. I was. It was I just so up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were, Mike and I are in the garage and we're like, this Jordan's coming. We've been talking to him. He's going to come and, and play and and uh, we're like, oh, I really hope it works out. And so we, and then we hear a knock on the garage door. We're like. We're like, oh, we open it a little bit, and he, sure like he late. opens it. It's just, <laughs> it's just his his little his face. He's just like, what? I forget what you said. Oh man, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like. 
I like him. And the three of us just vibed like so much because we all have the same humor and we're like really music taste, just music taste but also like we're just like dumb and like a random and it was just perfect. And I was yeah, like, we were, a lot of goofs were a lot of goofs. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a that's a thing. It's probably good for people to hear. You know, you can be nervous on both ends. The band is sometimes nervous for the new member to come, and the new member is sometimes yeah. nervous to show up. You know, I think definitely it's it's good to, that you guys share that. You know, and it's funny too. You say that because you know we'll get to this again later. But we recently have been doing some member searching, and yeah, we've been. Oh, so anxious about it, and like it's I remember, I remember joining the band. It's the same feeling. So it's it's it almost go. like somewhere between: Am I going to date this person or take them on as my family member? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, how long after you're in before you start to release some of the material that you're writing, or or what um, what happens next? What's the big milestone after you get your? Now you're not chasing a drummer anymore. So I joined the band in 2017, and I have some other buddies. They're also looking for a at this time so I bring in one of my other buddies and he fills in for a while and we actually just start playing shows right away um, we released our music after a string of shows um, we had an EP release show at Skybar Rip that's when it was Kelly's live and oh Kelly, yeah yeah Kelly told us afterward he was like y'all brought in the most amount of people in the history of any place I've run because and we decided you know we have a lot of friends here in Sarasota, but we decided to play a lot of gigs and get ourselves out there, and then, you know, release right. material. Everyone was hyped on the material, so good timing. I mean, yeah, and you guys know, obviously, Brandon and how Fiends works. So right, it's a similar concept there. Those guys are amazing. Yeah. Well, as long as we're going to ask that, I'm going to divert slightly and, and ask your opinion on this because I'm very curious. Everybody kind of gives me a different answer. How do you feel about the fact that you have to release singles now if you want your album to have any chance of being heard? Oh, I mean, that's not even a big deal to me. I'm like, yeah, release singles. Like, the thing that really gets to me is that, like, no one in the industry will look at you if you aren't, like, really popular. Like, you don't have, like, 12K followers. I'm just like, but, I mean, I, yeah. When but that also, used to be a non-issue at all, every band that got signed did not have twelve thousand fans. As long as there was quality, you know what I mean. Like, and we feel but, like we pay so much attention to quality. Like my lyrics, I I work so hard to make sure that it reads like a poem. If you don't have any music to it, like it's not just like a bunch of cussing and like you know dumb stuff that like you would just stay in a conversation. I feel like it's it's really important for it to be um, really profound and and to mean something. Uh, and not be like too on the nose, and then the music part. I feel like just what we do. I really, really feel good about it. Um, but I, it's not enough these days. You do know? you ever feel like, and, and this is my own apprehension, and, I, and that's why I get curious how other people do. You ever feel that the work that you've put in, the the fact that you actually care whether or not your lyrics have the potential to come across as profound, do you ever feel like that can be compromised? That everything has to be released as this for lack of a better term, turn and burn single. Every 45 days, you have to put out another piece of art that's supposed to be your heart on your sleeve instead of your whole body of work that you sat here and toiled for. I feel like it depends on the band. I mean, there are some bands that just write bangers that go off and they're heavy and you don't really have to be talking about, you know, life and death situations or dramatic, you know, emotional things that need to be talked about that we talk about. Um, our instrumentals sing where 
maybe the lyrics don't in, the, in that regard, like as for aggression and compassion. You know what I mean? Yeah. The vocals are very emotional, very poignant. Um, I would just say that we're going full circle back to the single thing. Um, it sucks to have to quote unquote churn out a bunch of singles to get noticed, but it's almost easier in that way because I mean, it's for the intention of getting more views, uh, drawing more. Yeah. And then you do it all at once afterwards, after you've already gotten a lot of attention from those singles and then it's even more hype. I don't know. I think it's a great formula, but I don't think it needs to be an industry standard. I you know. I think that it's I think I I mean that's always what's happened, right? Like there's always like a, a like a couple singles from the album and then the album drops and people like love these songs. You know, you you drop a song and everyone loves it and then you drop another one but like the the one before doesn't go away. It's still there. So it's just like I feel like I never feel bad about like being like, oh yeah, we're gonna drop another single. It's just like, but the other the, the other stuff that people loved before, that's still there. That's mm-hmm. gonna be there on Spotify when right. they want to go back and listen, and it just adds to our body of work. Um, and I love turning out a new thing. Like I I get so excited about every song that we we write, and even oh, stuff yeah. that's like we've we covered um, uh, "Lovely" by Billie Eilish. Uh, we did it metal with bagpipes. I think we I think we yeah. ha- like I mean we just had fun so much covered. fun it was so fun we've also done like a couple of other ones that I'm going to be releasing here in the next couple months um, at the end of the day it all comes to the fun factor I mean we do it because we want to not because we have to yeah you know? amen to that you know amen to that mm-hmm. so talk to me a little bit about then the fun of recording a cover because I know lots of times people want to poo poo on that but it is damn fun it can be very fun especially when you take the song outside of its context like you guys did so tell me a little bit about conceptualizing that and how you recorded it and and where it's at now. Honestly, it was just kind of like a, not a spur of the moment thing, but it was just kind of like, we were hanging out with our friend, uh, Justin. He's in a band um, called Holly Glenn up in Tampa. Um, Love those guys. Uh, Justin, we're at his house. He's, um, he's a sound engineer too. We're just chilling. And I was just like, I've always, I've wanted to do a Billie Eilish cover, but I want to do it like metal. He's like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. let's go. So we just, I was, I picked a song and we just sat there and um, he just was, I I told him, I kind of explained what I was thinking for like the drums. Honestly, that's the first thing that I was thinking, like, let's get some drums in there and like make it heavy. And it kind of all came together from there. So when you start that in that case, are you programming the drums and then you replayed them? Um, they were actually tracked um, by a friend who was who was there with us up in Tampa. Oh, nice. um, he kind of like I kind of told him what I was thinking, and he just kind of was like this, and I was like, yeah. And then he, yeah, it's all MIDI. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then Jordan did. I put my nuances on it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things I'm curious about now because there's so many ways to skin the cat. And you see some people that can produce a track like mm-hmm. you did. And we'll definitely link to that Billie Eilish cover because I want people to hear it for sure. Um, you can hear tracks like that now and not know how much of it was recorded with an amplifier right. for guitars or his actual drums. Right. So I'm always real curious how everybody goes about it nowadays because it's not immediately obvious. No. Well, it- and that's, that's the thing. A lot of bands do... 
you know, it's hard to tell if something's like for me being a drummer, I'm just going to talk about drums for a second. Um, right. It, MIDI drums nowadays versus we were just in the car listening to Woe Is Me. And I was like, oh, that's obvious, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, a MIDI drum set, you know, and I was like, man, that sounds like crap, you know. But now it's like MIDI drums sound so real. It's really hard to tell the difference sometimes. So, I mean, I don't really see anything bad about it or, no. you know, I, we, for our album that we're about to release now, it's all live drums overlaid with MIDI, so it's both, you know. So. Right, and that way you get to keep your nuance, like you said. Right, right. Yeah, and that's such an important thing. It just adds thing. a little bit more flavor. You yeah, know? and your music has such a human feel, you couldn't you couldn't robot it too much. You'd right. take away from it. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about the record then. You got the single, you, this cover you just put out, so this kind of dovetails into before. This is part of that single routine. You can do something that's a little fun for you guys, a little no harm, no foul for the record to kind of tee up what you got your heart and soul into. Yeah. So how long you been recording? What What's that shaping up like? We started tracking um, this EP, which is called um, In Search of Grace, uh, with uh, Draven, um, Draven Noir up in Tampa. Um, he's a great sound engineer, uh, guitarist for a band called Cavity. Um, his wife, Becca, is the bassist. Cool. They are badass. Nice. Um, and they're just wonderful people. Um, we're really good friends. I, I love them. We go to the, their house. They have a beautiful studio set up there. And um, Y'all should really hit up Draven for any, yeah. Yeah, love any mixing, mastering. Yeah. Like, love, love, love. Nothing like being able to record in a house, too. Oh, yeah. it's so comfy It's cool. so comfy, and be, the studio's beautiful. Um, we just would go up there, and, um, like, we, we would write stuff, and then kind of bring it to him and be like, so this is what we're thinking. And, you know, in the productions um, part of everything, you do change things here and there. But, like, he's he was great with just helping us figure out, like, if we want to change something a little bit, if we want to take a part out and stick it over here. It was it was just, like, always fun also. It was always fun. It was so never- when you're navigating the writing process, you aren't one of those bands that can't include anybody else. Your producer can can say oh, things no. to you and it's a two-way street. The more the better is <laughs> the way I see it. And, and we don't have any sole writers for any of our songs. You know, We all kind of did it as a group effort. There was no one person writes this song, you know. Mm-hmm. You just pretty much, someone would have an idea, we'd jam it out and improv it until it formed something and then go from there. You know, there was no real one-man show there you know it's it's totally like i was telling you before the show we have everything to owe to our friends for helping us get this far because we couldn't mean cassie could have never got it this far you know i just hit stuff and she yells into a mic (laughs) that's at least half the battle yeah (laughs) so so when you're writing things the ideas don't primarily start with bagpipes or primarily start with vocals it's just wherever the idea starts you chase it Mm -hmm. yeah um, so our first EP uh, The Hollow is um, we played in drop D and after that came out you know and then we have our our, um, we had John Sterling uh, joined the band and he was with us for I think three years Um, uh, really wonderful guy we love him Um, he was you know, we were working with him. He's like, let's talk about bagpipes. Like, let's talk about, like, what we can do with the guitars to make it easier for the pipes to fit into more songs. And I was like, well, honestly, I think we need to go down to drop B because that will probably work with what I'm Is that, doing. like, the native key, for lack of a better term, of a bagpipe? Do they work like a harmonica it's, like that? Or? It's not. So, like, bagpipes, the key is a, um, it's a thing within itself. So, B flat, 
plus a couple notches high, like sharper is it's very hard to match with things so usually pipers who play in a band will get a b flat uh, it's, it's called the chanters where your hands go um it's it's pretty much the main voice of the instrument you'll get a b flat chanter to match with everybody i got one pitched in a 440 which is a little lower um but it just made it easier to for me to say okay for this part of the songs like for the bagpipe solo this is the chord progression i want for you guys to play gotcha and we would incorporate that into the song that we were writing like john would write guitar parts and um we would be like what if what if you do this here what if we do that here and jordan would bring his drum parts together like immediately it was just like he knew exactly what to do nice um here's something and something just sounds right and you just go for it man yeah awesome the, yeah the drums always come together like perfectly and then we would you know, fit in the bagpipe part, uh, you know, and just me being able to say, here's the chord progression we need to play. And like, it would work with the song. It just made it easier for everybody. Cause so taking the tuning down to B opens up a, do on a whole new door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's it, able to play more notes and do more with solos and awesome. Yeah. So this new record then is all low like that. Yeah. A little bit uh, heavier. Yeah, it is heavier. And that's what we've always, like we've, we've, we're like metal in our souls. I'm just like, even <laughs> I listen to the EP that's coming out and I'm like, and I love it so much. And I'm, I'm almost like, God, like, I feel like we're heavier than this record sounds. Um, and we are live. Like, I know, like we have so much fun just by being crazy. And we started uh, playing around with five string basses and seven string guitars. Whereas before it was just fours and sixes. So right. just getting a feel for you know, jensen things up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's just really fun though. Um, yeah. It is. It's fun to kind of see like how we've evolved since um, the the days when it was like more pop punky, maybe a little bit metal, but like we're definitely getting more like coming into ourselves more. Um, and I feel like this EP is um, it's more mature. It's definitely more mature. What do you attribute that mostly to? I would other say, than just the time passing, I would say the changing of members for sure. After it went down to just me and Cassie. Uh, we got a whole new band again and a whole new, you know, all new musicians, all new flavor, all new writing styles. But also we had dealt with a lot of um, drama and, you know, stuff like that. And heartbreak. The, heartbreak over the years. So it kind of poured into the music. So um, there are tracks and lines in the songs that I can relate to more than anyone would ever know, <laughs> you know. Thank you for sticking with us. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you'd like to make a difference and take your support to the next level, please visit our Patreon and consider becoming a member. Link in the description. Everything counts in large amounts. Thank you again. Now back to the show. So coming, bringing it down to just the two of you, for better or for worse, turned out to be more for better. Yeah. And you've been able to usher in a different vibe now because the jump off point was just the two of you then, the band that preceded it. I mean, Correct. it's it's always hard to keep things like it's hard to keep everybody happy when n everyone isn't necessarily like getting paid. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we're not making money. In fact, like you know, I'm passion costs money for a while. I do the yeah, thing, spend, which is fine. I which is fine. I sign, I totally want to do that. Like that's this is my dream. So, um, but it's hard when you don't. You know, you can't like 
pay everybody or sometimes like they have other things going on in their lives, um, which is what's happened with a few of the people that we had in the band. You know, like you have people play with you for a while and it's just like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, I have to go do this thing. And it's like, you get it. But right. like some people like they become your family and then like, but if they leave or whatever happens, it's, it, it really like goes deep. Like it cuts deep because you're like, it is like a relationship. It's, it a, is. It, it, it's, and if it's not like that, it's like a, brother sister vibe like <laughs> it's hard to just like turn your back on people even when you know something bad may happen you you know the band is family right and we dealt with a lot of issues with that aspect so we um we bounced back and we poured it all on paper and made songs about it so how long did it take you to record the record you're done now it's mixed mastered ready to roll oh yeah it's actually been ready for a while um we didn't want to like just be like, well, it's just the two of us right now. Um, let's just release a record because then we couldn't play shows afterward. Like we we didn't want to just like hire people just for the sake of playing a show because it's like you can do that. But I mean, we really wanted to have people come in that we could like play with and that would really like get, get our vibe. Um, so we waited to release everything. We did have um, two music videos uh, that were so much fun. I mean, so much fun to do. Um, Toddy Babu is the guy who has done both of our videos. Um, he's amazing. He's a wizard. Uh, he comes in with the idea for everything. He's just like, oh, yeah, this, good, that, poop. Like, just shows up with, like, all the good stuff. And you're just like, very oh, efficient, like, very oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like awesome. everything nice. in just, like, hours. And then he comes up with these videos that are so beautiful. And you watch it, and you're just like, that is, that's us. Are like, these videos for songs that are on this record to be released? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and they're both out now. Yeah, yeah. they're back to that uh, formula of singles being yeah. released, and then drop the. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. Gotcha. We released Ophelia in June of '22. Um, that was our first music video and the first single off this EP. Um, it was really fun to film. We uh, filmed part of it at my restaurant on the third floor, which is really fun because it's a fine dining restaurant. And here we are, like playing metal with a fog machine and all this crazy stuff. It was nice. amazing. It's actually right down the road from here. It so. is, yeah. Very Sage. cool. Um, and then the rest was filmed in my neighborhood. I live on a farm, and we went out by the creek, and it was kind of like in this forest area. Awesome. Um, just amazing. And then we did the next video um, for Secrets in the Flames. I think we filmed it like. Four or five months later, kind of like we didn't adhere to the whole like, you know, release a single and then like a month and a half later, release another one. We really took our time with it. And I think it's just because not having like your your like lineup, you just feel a little bit like, well, maybe we should just wait. Yeah, we kept know? holding off till we found a full band that we wanted or we felt that these are the guys, these are the ones, you know, so. Because the sincerity of the presentation is important to you. This is the aversion to yeah. just having hired guns. Right, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even like going and taking pictures without the full lineup, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. So we've been holding off on any kind of promo until we get that yeah. figured out. So yeah. how are you doing the tracking for the guitar and bass now? Your producer helps, or you guys are both multi-instrumentalists, yeah? Well, um, I mean, for— to an extent, but not, not yeah. good oh, enough. Not, not where you're tracking your parts? Not, I wouldn't even put myself on this band, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not—no, and I, I play guitar, but not like— Not like not to track, have. yeah. Um, John did—John and Draven did all the guitars for this album, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and everything that we record from now on, we'll—you um, know, we've got—we've uh, got Mike— 
on guitar, we've got my buddy Johnny playing bass, and they are both super into it and really nice. reliable, good guys. And just like I'm excited, um, we'll and we'll still be working with Draven. Um, he's he loves like writing with us. It's because it's a little it's different than what he does, which is like really like deathcore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like really a far cry from his norm. Yeah. So it's fun then. Yeah. Oh gosh, so fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and we're looking that, forward to it. That's the root of this band. I mean, we're all doing it for fun. Yeah, it's emotional, and what we sing about is pretty serious at times, but. We just try to be relatable and have fun live. You know, we like to dance. We like to shake our butts on We stage. like to be really silly. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> then people won't confuse that you're taking yourselves too seriously. Yeah, that's right, a cardinal right, sin. If, I, if we're in between songs and I see somebody tuning, I'll like, I, it just becomes like, Stand up for me, and I think that I'm really funny. And then you hear Jordan start like. Dun, 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 dun. I, I used to have a cowbell for those said situations, oh. but she made me take it off. Yeah, because you did it when I was talking, <laughs> and I'd be like, How "Oh, I guess not? he wants me to stop talking." But like, it was always—it's always just fun. It's fun. It like there's no feeling like being on stage and playing your music with your band like that. To me, that is like that is better than any drug there could ever be. Like just playing and. Like whether there are people there or not, like at rehearsal, I, I am so happy after we play our songs. Like I love it. We're yeah, in like ninety five no degrees. With us. We're literally one hundred percent, you know, on stage, off, you know, behind the scenes. We act out. the same. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the first gig then. How long were you in the band before you played live? Oh. Before I played live with them. Oh man. Well, we uh, played some shows before Jordan. Um, we just like we had people that were standing in like. Uh, and we played really cool, like really cool places. We played the State Theater. We played um, local six six two. We played, uh, actually played at Gator Club on Original Music Night. We we they set this whole thing up so that we could play there pretty much, which was awesome. And if you're from Sarasota, you know Gator Club doesn't have many metal bands or anything no, usually. No, it's so. discovered. No, they were like Cassie. Just <laughs> Nowhere take has take much Tuesday, metal bands. Yeah. Have right. another band or two come play. Like just have fun. And I was like, this is so cool. But like, uh, we did have we did have shows before Jordan. But when Jordan joined, it was like okay. Like I I really felt like we were a cohesive unit. First one I played with you guys was well. We played at Kelly's live at was it Cabana then? Or no, was it wasn't it, Cabana. It was, it was, it was Sky Bar. Sky Bar a it lot. Had to be Sky Bar. Sky oh, Bar. No, our first show was at the Orpheum. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> You're right. We did. We, we played, played at the Orpheum. A, oh, we had a Afton group show. Oh no, don't was, say the word. Okay, we don't talk, say the we word. We won't talk about Afton. <laughs> but um, no, the show stricken. Was, yeah, yeah, the show was weird. Um, uh, <laughs> I had just come from a pop punk band called DIY, and our whole essence of DIY was DIY. You know, we built stages, we threw um, house shows. You know, we kind of formed our own scene because Bradenton. You know. Um, but going into this band and playing our first show, it was a local talent showcase Mm -hmm. and it was a mixed genre show. And those can be treacherous. It was (laughs) insane. Uh, Sorry for my witch laugh, but it was fun. (laughs) Um, the first band was like a father son trio. And they were playing like they camp- were sweet. They were playing like campfire songs, you yeah. know. So I was like, you know, aw, whatever. And we're sitting and there like all wearing black, like, hmm, what else is gonna happen? The next girl goes up, and it's like a keyboarder singer girl, and it's like it's like R and B futuristic K-pop stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is getting out of hand. What about to go up there and cause a mosh pit? What's <laughs> happening? Um, yeah, and then we, sure enough, we go up there, and it, people start. 
you know, filling in the space and it becomes a rock show all of a sudden. And it was just such a weird show. I was very conflicted. But when you were on stage, you felt great. Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, I had, you know, worked my butt off to get prepared to live shape, you know, with All Hail the Queen. It's, it was a little bit uh, different for me, you know. So I did a lot of work to get ready, and once we played, yeah, it, it was solid. Um, everyone loved it. I invited a lot of friends and family. Um, they loved it. Um, it's, it's just never been the same since. Yeah, we it's, played a bunch of places after that. Yeah. Um, played at, um, I mean, like in, around Florida, too. Um, we'd play at the Haven in Orlando and um, uh, over at Piper's um, in Fort Lauderdale, so on the other side of the state. Like, just a bunch of different places in Tampa and St. Pete. Um, Newport Ritchie. Yeah, Newport Ritchie and uh, Cape Coral. Yeah, we played a lot of places and had a Which isn't necessarily easy to do because being a rock band around here can be somewhat difficult. Oh, it's It's even harder now (laughs) after 2020. So uh, how much, uh, and I I, forgive the way this may sound, but how much of a hindrance or a help is it when you're trying to book your band and you're a female fronted with a bagpipe? Do you think that more often than not, that's like, okay, we'll give them a shot. That's something different. Or it's just like, oh God. No, um, we've had people there. They, well, I mean, so 2020 was the last live show, like right before the pandemic. And since then we just kind of like had, you know, somebody left because they were having a baby. Somebody was moving. It was that kind of thing. But um, before that, like we never had trouble getting shows at all. In fact, people come to us like, like, I mean, we still have venues like, please, please come back. You know, I'm like, we've never had issues getting like booked anywhere. I think it was more like, um, when we were ready, like I almost kind of like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, all right, are we ready? Like they want us to play. I forget that it's like, we should be setting our own like standard or like our own thing. Like, we'll be ready when we're ready. Instead, I'm just like, everybody, let's go, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> there was a while we kind of, we didn't burn out, but we were trying to play every show request give, given our way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was wearing us, stretching us a little thin. Um, I would say we didn't have an issue with the bagpipes being like a hindrance of that, but I would say the opposite issue, the metal was, an issue with the bagpipe community like we tried getting gigs with like, <laughs> Scottish people we're, we're very, yeah, no, very no, no, no hate no shade no shade no we're hate traditional we don't like, like anything no yeah <laughs> no, like I don't know I've taught I tried like sharing our music and like you know maybe we could play at some crazy Celtic festival and be like yeah oh yeah we're like war music you guys would love us but no they just want to hear the traditional stuff <laughs> they think it's blasphemous what we're doing so yeah it's gotta it. be a tough crossover oh yeah. and I'm and I am one of those people too but I'm also like it it's an art form and it's something like the, this instrument is amazing it shouldn't be confined to just one thing especially if you're doing it well like there are people who don't do it well and that is and I think what that's happens. kind of the <laughs> reputation we most normies associate with bagpipe players is yeah. like the squeaking and the squonking you know which is like if you don't know what you're doing but right. like, I mean I've I've been in, pl- been in pro bands. You know? Well, and like, it's not an afterthought in your case. It wasn't something you started doing as a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, no. I think that people understand. Like, once they see us, they're like, oh, it is a thing that you do. It's not just like, you're not just you're like, damn, they're serious. Like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't play for a year in high school and be like, I could do this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so it, it is nice. And it, like, 
we'll play. And people who don't know that there are bagpipes, you know, that starts. And there are people coming in from the street like, what is going on in there? Like, sure. like what is happening? And then they love it, you know? Everyone ends up really having a great response to it, which feels really good to us because we believe in it. And it's really nice to see that, like, people who might be like, I mean, metal people we all know are the most kind it. and wonderful, like, like they love kittens and flowers and like, and they're just like, you know, and they might skulls. look scary, but like, yeah, like that we're, yeah. So they're and blood like, and sake. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, we've gotten such a great response and so much love from the, the community. Like they're like, yeah, do the thing because we're all outcasts in the first place. That's why, right. that's why we resonate with like metal music so much. That's why it makes us feel like at home because we've been alienated and ostracized and, I mean, to be accepting and to be kind to people who are maybe different is just something that a lot of us are conditioned. Like, that's just part of I was going to say, that's the fabric of the metal community. Yeah. That's, that's something that I personally really enjoy as well and have reaped the benefits of in my life. So that's, that's really interesting. So now you got this record recorded. Yeah. You've got two singles, two videos, just dropped a cover song. We've got three singles. Well, we, we did a, yeah, we we dropped another song. We Two were just like, mm, we're feeling like feeling frisky. We're just going to release another song with a visualizer. And it's, it's, yeah. it doesn't have a music video or anything, but it's, you know, it's just something else for us to give everybody while we were Waiting. on the hunt yeah. for uh, members. We felt bad making everyone wait so long. So we just said, screw it. We'll drop another. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're making yourselves <laughs> they, wait too. They were, yeah. <laughs> I know. It was a long time. I was just like, everyone's like, how's the band going? And I'm like, it's great. I, we just need people. So do you have a date set to release this? In its entirety? Yeah. We are releasing the EP on Friday, the 13th of October. Oh, nice. Decided to stay with the metal theme, you know? Yeah, well, nothing yeah. wrong with that. So then I, this is going to give me my second industry has changed question. How do you feel about what day you have to release your music on? Well, I like I like the Friday thing. I think it's great. Do you remember Tuesday? I do don't remember Tuesday. All music was released on a Tuesday for like 60 years. Oh, I think I remember and hearing something about I think Spotify I is what no changed that. that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's the millennial, young millennial in me. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't so know. Friday's it's, it's it. one of, yeah, and, it's, and that's why I ask because it's one of those things now that's become so ubiquitous that yeah. nobody thinks of anything hmm. differently where literally from the dawn of recordings being released till streaming takes over, Tuesday was the day. I wonder because the, they had strategized that for market's sake, that was your best time, and every album was released on a Tuesday. So I asked to see if anybody ever says I Tuesday. I guess it kind of makes sense. You got shit going on on the weekends. You can't make it to the record store, but, you know, it's a new age. You can press play anywhere. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> so that's one of those things. Nobody thinks twice but to release singles, and nobody thinks twice but the album's coming out on Friday. But also, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that, yeah. See, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's the case. kicker there. It's like, yeah, we, we're ready it, you know, it's like, it's been ready, but Friday the 13th is pretty cool. And it, it kind of actually coincides really well with the um, first time that we will be playing live since before, like a couple of weeks before the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was our last show. Um, our friend Jacob Slocum uh, is, he's been a buddy for a long time. Really great guy. Um, he wrote a comic book with his buddy and they brought it to some comic cons. They sold some comic books. Well, it got picked up by an animation studio and it just became, it's, it's, 
it's an anime now. Like they developed, they did all this character development. They've worked so hard on awesome. this. And it's so cool how it's come together because then they, they have like the script written. They're sending it to voice actors. Um, Some it, unbelievable voice actors unbelievable. on this show. Like, like if you like, and what's the show called? It's uh, called Nova Stars AC. Cool. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, you peep this because there's some voices you're going to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really cool. It's all coming together beautifully. And, and before they had, you know, all this other stuff, like the, the, the voice actors and the scripts and everything, Jacob asked if he was like, how would you feel about making some of All Hail the Queen's music like part of the anime, like for the intro, for sure, and maybe here and there in some of the like in the episodes. And I was like, that sounds dope. Like, yeah. of course. I mean, See, like, that's been like literally a dream of mine since I was a little fifth grader watching Naruto and jamming to the intros. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be me. Love as, it. As soon as he asked, I was like, Jordan's going to love this. <laughs> um, it's just, it was cool. I was like, here's the whole EP. There are a couple songs that, aren't released that people haven't heard yet, you know, like just listen to them, see what you like. So um, he selected what he wanted for the intro and put together some cool animation stuff, sent it to us. I was like, this is amazing. And then like it's our, you know, he sent me little clips from other episodes. They have all this stuff lined up there. I'm um, debuting it. Um, about a, I think it's two weeks after we released the EP though. Um, so, so towards the end of October. Mm-hmm, um, yes. The there's a, this thing is TCG convention in mm-hmm. Miami. In Miami yep. Um, it's like a Comic-Con, and that is where the first episode is going to debut. Oh, and, cool. And um, the voice actor that is doing the um, protagonist in the whole series um, is the same guy who did Vegeta in uh, Dragon Ball Z, which is really cool. Um, he's going to be there. And Jacob was like, how would you guys feel about maybe playing? And I'm like, well, there's this thing and the fact that we don't have— <clears throat> We didn't have any— it was the two members. of us. It was the two of us, and we were just like, we're working on it. So we really, it was like, okay, there's a fire lit and under our ass And was this last now. month? Oh, no, this was a couple months ago. So we were oh. like, all right, got to find people. Yeah. Um, like I'm like, I can't say yes until I know that we have people that we can rely on. So we started. And bring up to speed that quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we started the, the hunt and um, ended up finding Mike, a really wonderful guy who is just so kind and reliable and cool and it was just really nice it's just uh, and he's it, you can you feel like you can rely on it's, him for it, anything i i like mike because he well, he knows when it's go time to be you know very efficient and mm-hmm. you know bust out the guitars and start playing versus when we can goof off and yeah. you know he, he knows and he's a family man he's driving two hours to come meet us in St. Petersburg to play for yeah. nice. Cala. So yeah. nice. It's he's a he's an awesome dude. He's really committed to this. Yeah. He's got another band um, that he's, you know, working on too. So props to him for trying to push his band and work with us on Same meeting time. the deadline. Yeah, it's not easy. Meeting yeah. the deadline that we're, you know, propositioned. Yeah. So we were like, all right, we have him. Uh, we're that's the three of us now. We just got to find a bassist, um, and we will. I mean, because we have like, you know, we have backing track stuff, and we're, like we can make it without having five people in the lineup. We can do it with four. Um, and it was kind of a thing of trying to find a bassist, um, and then I just. I work with one of my one of my closest friends, Jonathan, actually uh, from Sage. I'm just like Johnny. How would you like to play bass in my band? He was just like, "That'd be awesome." I'm <laughs> like, "Why didn't I do this before?" 
Like just we've been so worried for months. They'd be hanging out and like talking about it. Man, we gotta find a bassist. Yeah, and Jonathan's like, just sitting there. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I wish I knew one. Yeah. I gotta get so, my bass out of the car. Oh yeah. my gosh. So he comes to rehearsal a couple weeks later and just nails it. Nails yeah, every song. And we job. were just, gosh, it felt so good that day too. We were just like. It's the first time we played those songs as a full band since we were writing them. What does that feel like? Oh my God. We were just so happy. And it's they like, were like, oh, it's I like messed we were up carrying this one a boulder part. this whole time and now it's gone. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. One of them would be like, oh, I messed up this part. And we're just like, what? You, we feel so happy right now. We don't know anything. Like, like you guys are awesome. We just love everything. We're so, so yeah, glad. Uh, so then I was like, all right, Jacob, yes, we can do the thing. Um, so we're playing at this convention uh, in in Miami in October, which is two weeks after we dropped the, the EP, which I think will give people a little more time to become familiar with the songs that aren't out already. Um, and I think that it is a great kickoff to being able to play some shows like around Florida. Um Hopefully, like in the southeast, I would really like to set up like a little tour run. But I think that after we drop the EP, after we do this, um, the Comic Con, we'll probably set up a, a Florida run of like four I or five start shows. Start a cosplay mosh pit. That can be arranged. That okay. would be a dream come true for <laughs> someone. Wouldn't that be great? Just, oh, I so, just see it now. Since we're talking about live, and you mentioned backing tracks, this is another thing I like to kind of ask everybody. In generalities, how do you do it live? Do you play to a click? Do you all have in ears? Are you S- so what's the, the all the that sauce? stuff is like a new concept to us um our old album we would just kind of play just like rock band you know mm-hmm. like uh i am the click or whatever but no um we decided you know it'd be our best interest to work with the click and backing tracks you know like our song like i said our songs kind of have a more mature f- uh, feel to them now there's uh, backing tracks. Um, There's really not much in the backing tracks, just like a little bit of ambient, synth here and there. Yeah, know. some ambient stuff that like you could either have a keyboard player to come and like press one button right. or I mean, uh, you know, the, the backing track thing, like it helps a lot with and, and the click, like we said, like we like. I mean, I mean that, you can't have one without the other. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's nice to have that. Um, we have never played with everybody having in-ears. Um I mean, I'm used to in-ears, but... I I had never... She was in Team Cybergeist, and they had a lot of that stuff going on. Right. Industrial, you know. Um, But I had never really done that, you know. And so it was definitely a learning curve for me, being the drummer, being in charge of maintaining that most more than anyone else. Right. Um, But also, the members at the time that we had uh, weren't used to it either so it was like three dudes trying to figure this out and <laughs> it, was just, it was a mess but uh, I'm glad we figured it out um, still working out a little couple little kinks because we're not you know we're really we're not we're techies. really good at our at like certain things and then some of the tech stuff we're just like Ooh, we could do you think you can figure this <laughs> yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're working on it but um, yeah that is something that we're going to have from now on, um, Jordan will be playing to a click, and we'll have some the, the, the few little backing track things that we have will will come through, and I think that just kind of like helps give a little bit more depth. To yeah, things. it's more for atmospherics than it is you're replacing a person or yeah, there's right. a bunch it's of vocals just, or something. It's just yeah, another yeah. layer to add on, you know. Um, and a lot of it is intro outro stuff, anyways. So, do you yeah. find that, or have you found now that you brought these other members in that playing to the click and the consistency made it easier to bring people in, or that was a, another layer to it's, the onion? I think it's another obstacle for people that aren't used to it, but the, w- the ability to take apart the tracks and be like, oh, oh this is what this uh, is. De- okay, there's this guitar. Okay, so it's I'm going to play this. It's at the same time, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It, it, it's nice to have that. Because, like, if this was, what, like 20 or 
years ago or whatever, like, I don't, we wouldn't be able to just, like, send, we wouldn't be able to email somebody, like, here's all the stems for the song, like, so you can listen to this guitar, that guitar, the bass, you can listen to the backing tracks, like, that makes it a lot easier because we don't have anything, like, tabbed out. But you can totally listen to, like, the tracks and, you know, figure out what it is. Sewing out tracks is a beautiful thing for joining a band, for Mm -hmm. sure. When I joined All Hail the Queen, it was just, like... Listen to the chorus one time. All right, play it. All right, listen to it again. All right, play it. And just trying to cipher from there. There was no real solo tracks or anything. It was a demo, so it was was pretty tough. But um, (laughs) so, how much has refining the process helped your songs mature? Oh, so much. Because even if, I mean, it makes you feel better about what you're doing when you're like. Yeah, we have all the things. We're not just like standing in a garage playing, you know, we, we like have things planned out. Like we have stuff mapped out, like we can pull it up on the computer and like, you know, see the stuff that we've done. And I don't know, it just kind of, I guess it makes you feel like. It's a confidence thing for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, it's a mental thing. Like when you have good gear, you play better. That's kind of a myth, but not really because. Man, when I was playing on my old kit when I first joined, I was like, oh, man, these guys have really nice equipment, and I have this crappy drum set. Well, a year later, I bought a real nice drum set, and the music has evolved intensely because I felt more comfortable with myself. And That's what I was just going to say, I mean? because like, it's that mental factor yeah, opens up. exactly, and you really allow yourself to shine when you're your best self. When you're comfortable. Yeah, and having not just good gear, but like the ability to have crazy advanced track systems or software and uh, in-ear monitors and all this stuff you would see side stage at Warped Tour and be like, what the hell is that? You have it in your like jam room and it's no big deal. And it just, I don't know, it, it really does aid the process. Yeah, no really more does. listening to the boombox recording yeah, or whatever the case right, and exactly. trying to decipher your parts. Exactly. Or like having an old... Uh, PV wedge from the 70s, <laughs> you know. Oh, yes. Just blaring your ears out. You can't hear anything but noise. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> My pants are flapping, but I can't hear. Respect, <laughs> respect the roots, you know. <laughs> so you guys have managed to clear some hurdles. You're coming out of COVID. I know that took a lot of bands off guard. Fiends was one of them, too. Yeah. Good to hear that. And I know you got this EP coming out and some couple shows lined up. What's what's the little bit more distant goal? Where do you think you, you got more material? You're going to try to get another album out quickly? Or are you going to try to stew on this well, one and tour as much as you can? What's the what's a little like bit more long term? I new music put together um, very, very soon. Yeah. I don't want us to overdo it with shows. Um, I really want a little bit more of an online base built up because we do have a following on like Facebook. Our Instagram needs a, a lot of help. Our TikTok is like very new. Uh, but I would like for us to focus on like doing like new music, but also just like having more content. Like it, I'm, I'm always telling everybody, like, guys, try to remember to, like, just take video, like, even if we're just, like, goofing off or, like, whatever we're doing, because we can use that to, like, you can make contact, content out of anything. Right. Um, but that's kind of something that I would like for us to focus more on while we're writing so that we can um, have stuff to post more regularly. Honestly, you can't just be like, we're going to release this song. Now, remember, we're releasing this song, you know, you, you, like, or we release the song. Hey, remember this last week? We did this, you know, we did the thing. It's like. You want to release new stuff that's exciting, even if it's not a new song or an announcement or a show. It's like people want to just see what you're doing. They want to see the process. So 
It is crazy. It's um, crazy too because every practice is literally a gold mine of material and content, but we just we just live it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You got to set up a GoPro in the corner. Yeah, or something. we need to do something like that for real. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed of my house because I like to call my uh, little jam space the sound dungeon because it looks like a torture chamber. Well, it has a washer and dryer in it. It's not well, besides bad. That, bad. That, that, <laughs> might, that might be appealing. You might, you might broaden your base with that. You never know. No, I live in like a mother-in-law two-story type deal in the alley in St. Pete downtown. And um, yeah, it's just it's a little grimy. So I don't I don't want to show that up <laughs> TikTok. It's, that's my private little. Anybody gem out zone. there feel like putting up a little drywall and you know? Not me. That's <laughs> well, definitely the, not me on the rent. The content hamster wheel, for lack of a better term, has sort of become as ubiquitous as releasing a bunch of singles and the album comes out on Friday. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because people just want to see like people are flipping, they're scrolling. TikTok, they just like want to see like people like to see new stuff, even if it's just behind the scenes, even if it's like you're in the studio tracking and you're just wearing sweatpants, like people like to see the progress, I guess. Um, so I do think that after we play a couple shows, we will get back to writing and um, maybe do a full length. I think that that would be that's the next step yeah, after doing two EPs. And you got all the ingredients on board now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally. Mm-hmm. After doing that and. Getting our socials time. going a little bit more, get a little help there. It's, it's a little tough out here in the streets. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and like I said, COVID took everybody off their game, and everybody's kind of recovered in different ways. Some people yeah. dove right back in. Some people been doing more of a dip in the toe routine, and I don't think anybody's got a, a right or wrong answer at this point. So, right. Yeah. I mean, COVID kind of screwed us, left us all up in the air for a minute there, but we we got our crap together and. I think we're doing okay now. We're and the just, art didn't stop. No. No. It definitely just got better and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe artists just needed COVID. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Well, it was different for sure, but it did it, 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 it made it hard for, I know there were like a lot of people that were like dropping albums mm-hmm. and they were supposed to tour. Some people had to stop the tour in the middle and come home like, Crazy. I mean, it happened on St. Patrick's Day. Like, I play the bagpipes. Yeah. The, band, the band is out doing stuff. We had gigs wow. all day. Right. And, like, halfway through, it's like, oh, no, this is serious. Like, everything's shutting down at 5. Well, and I like, remember dang. there being a lot of good music dropped during lockdown or whatever because people were so pent up. But right. for us, it was, it was kind of like the opposite issue, being, like, more of a live situation, um, trying to get four people together that may not have webcams or computers or smartphones even who knows you know right and like it was hard out there um i lost my job um i know a lot of people lost their job uh, our band kind of we lost two members during that time um mm-hmm. it's rough so it, it, we're just now bouncing back from that i was gonna say on just that now <laughs> on that note i want to say congratulations on the bounce back i'm Thank looking you. forward to hearing the whole ep i have watched the videos i have watched the nova star thing i nice. think that's so cool appreciate it i wish you guys nothing but the best i look forward to seeing you again maybe as the whole band yes that would be awesome we love right. that thank you so much for coming in guys thank, thank you, you for sir. having us yes it was a pleasure thank you <laughs>